Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And very pleasant. Good morning, as always. Good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins uh, starting to wrap up their long homestand. And they did so with their first of three games this weekend against their National League East rivals and the visiting Atlanta Braves. The Marlins checked into the ball game with a half-game lead of the National League East over the Braves, still, of course, trailing the National League East leading. New York Mets. Trevor Rogers went opposite of the right-hander of the veteran Charlie Morton, and we had a good one at Lone Depot Park last night. Now you'll leave here disappointed tonight. The Marlins had opportunities against the Atlanta Braves, but they ultimately fall in game one of this three-game weekend series by a final score of five to three. For Atlanta tonight, five runs, nine hits, no errors, and nine men left on base. For the Miami Marlins, three runs on ten hits with no errors. They, too, leave nine men on base. The big discrepancy for uh, the Marlins offensively tonight, they were 1-11 for 11 with runners in scoring position, and they did not get a good start from their left-hander, Trevor Rogers, who opposed Charlie Morton in this ballgame tonight. The Marlins came into tonight's ballgame with a half-game lead over the Atlanta Braves in the National League East. That has since changed. The Braves now jump a half-game ahead of the Marlins in the National League East. Everybody's still trailing the New York Mets by a bunch in the National League East here in the early going of the season. This was game number 38 on the playing schedule for the Marlins tonight. Trevor Rogers checked in with two wins and four losses. Charlie Morton checked in with two wins and three losses. And both of these starting pitchers were coming off back-to-back really good starts in the month of May. Both starting pitchers struggled in the month of April. Both have been really, really good in the month of May. One fared a bit worse than the other here tonight. First inning, Ronald Acuna Jr. back at Lone Depot Park for the first time since suffering that gruesome ACL injury last summer, led off the ball game with a screaming double to left field. And after a Matt Olson ground out pushed Acuna to third base, Ozzy Albies came to the plate, and he was looking for an opportunity to put the Braves ahead early. The 0-1 to Albies is upstairs, ball one. Yeah, and like I said, they're uh, the second most strikeouts strike in all out of baseball. They hit some home runs. 1-1 pitch to Albies is hammered in the left field, down for a base hit. That'll bring home the first run of the ball game. Ozzy Albies with an RBI single. It's 1-0 Atlanta here in the first. And things would quickly change after the RBI single by Ozzie Albies. Trevor Rogers struck out Austin Riley, but the inning wasn't over because the former Marlin Marcelo Zuna was coming to the plate. Two balls and two strikes, two outs. Man on first. The pitch is swung on and hit high in the air pretty well. Deep left field. De La Cruz back. Still going back. Looking up. It's out of here. Marcelo Zuna with a two-run homer. 
It's his eighth of the season. RBI's number 18 and 19, and the Braves are out to an early 3-0 lead here in Miami tonight. And it wouldn't get much better for the young 24-year-old left-hander Trevor Rogers. He allowed three runs on four hits. He left a man on. The Marlins trailed 3-0, headed to the bottom of the first inning. Charlie Morton worked around a leadoff walk in the bottom of the first inning. And leading off the top of the second inning tonight for the Atlanta Braves was Dansby Swanson. 2-2 pitch to Swanson. is swung on a hit high in the air. This is pummeled left field, and it's way out of here. Dansby Swanson, his fifth home run of the season. It's 4-0 Atlanta here in the second. But the Marlins would start to chip away in the bottom of the second inning. Brian Anderson, who has been scorching hot, led off the second with a double. Jesus Sanchez followed with a fly out to left field for out number one. But Brian De La Cruz then had an opportunity, and he too has been scorching hot at the plate. But the 0-2 pitch is hit into left field, down for a base hit. That should bring Anderson home. He hits the bag at third. He'll glide in towards the plate. It's an RBI one-out single for Brian De La Cruz. The Marlins trying to chip away. It's 4-1 here in the second. But that was as close as the Marlins would get in the bottom of the second inning. Jacob Stallings bounced into a 4-6-3 double play. It was 4-1 Atlanta after two. That would quickly change with two outs in the top of the third when Travis Darno stepped to the plate. But uh, apparently that's changed here on this Friday night in Miami. Darno, see you later to left field. 5-1 Atlanta. He just teed off on a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. He got all of it. Darno with his fourth home run of the season. He's two for two with a double and a homer here tonight. It's 5-1 Atlanta in the third. That's the third home run surrendered by Trevor Rogers. And the Marlins could not bounce back and uh, get a little something back in the bottom of the third inning. And a third of the way through this ball game tonight, it was 5-1 Atlanta. And as you know, that five runs would stand for the Atlanta Braves here this evening. Trevor Rogers worked a scoreless fourth inning, but uh, it was not easy. He left a couple of men on base. He allowed a hit. And unfortunately for Trevor Rogers, uh, his night was pretty darn short tonight. Four innings, eight hits, five runs, five earned, two walks, and five strikeouts. Trevor Rogers tonight threw 88 pitches, 54 strikes, and coming off really good performances, back-to-back -back starts. Uh, Trevor Rogers had a real hard time getting out of his own way here against the Atlanta Braves tonight. He goes four innings. He coughs up the five runs. Now, on the flip side, the Marlins' bullpen was sensational this evening. Lewis Head came into the ball game. He worked a scoreless fifth. He worked a scoreless sixth. And in a 5-1 game, that opened the door a little bit for the Marlins in the bottom half of the sixth inning against Charlie Morton. Jesus Aguilar led off the sixth with a single. That brought Jorge Soler to bat. He just doesn't use it. Soler hammers one deep to left field. Ozuna can only watch it go. 5-3 Atlanta, and the Marlins just got a pair back. That was a monster blast off the bat of Soler. It's his eighth home run of the season, and that is exactly what the doctor ordered and why the Marlins brought Soler to Miami. So Soler injects a little life into this crowd of nearly 10,000 at Lone Depot Park tonight. After Soler, Avi Garcia struck out swinging for the first out of the bottom of the sixth inning. Brian Anderson singled. Jesus Sanchez followed with a double. 
The Marlins had the tying man at second with two, uh, with one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. That was all for Charlie Morton. He went five and a third. He allowed seven hits, three runs, three earned, a walk and five strikeouts. He gave way in the bottom of the sixth to Colin McHugh, who induced a screaming line drive off the bat of Brian De La Cruz, hit right at Albies, who had De La Cruz played perfectly into the shift on the left side of the diamond. And then Jacob Stallings followed. He crushed a ball into the gap in left center field, a home run ball in 14 ballparks. But not this one, not Truist Park, and the inning was over. So Lewis Head would work three scoreless innings for Miami. Dylan Floro took over in the eighth. The Marlins had an opportunity in the bottom of the seventh inning facing Spencer Strider. They had two men once again in scoring position with two outs, but Avi Garcia flew out to right field. Strider worked around some trouble in the seventh. I mentioned Floro got the eighth. Uh, A.J. Minter came on for the Atlanta Braves in the bottom of the eighth inning. He surrendered a one-out double to the pinch hitter Garrett Cooper, but then he got De La Cruz and Stallings to ground out and strike out respectively, and that took us to the ninth inning in tonight's ballgame. Stephen Okert worked around a two-out walk to Austin Riley in the ninth. We would go to the bottom of the ninth inning in a 5-3 game, and Will Smith came on for the Atlanta Braves. It was not their regular closer, Kenley Jansen, the former Dodger who was in Atlanta this season. Apparently, Jansen getting an extra day of rest after he got the off day yesterday. No Jansen tonight. Brian Snitker brings on Will Smith, who immediately hit Miguel Rojas on the back foot. So the Marlins had the leadoff man aboard in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, but nothing would come to pass. Jazz Chisholm really had the bat taken out of his hand by Ed Hickox. Uh, to an extent, it's unacceptable. You can't miss pitches as far as Ed did off the outside corner of the plate. Totally flipped the at-bat. The Jazz uh, nearly probably got himself run out of this ball game, but he didn't. Uh, so Chisholm struck out for the first out of the bottom of the ninth inning. Jesus Aguilar struck out for out number two. And Jorge Soler just missed, and I mean he just missed, an A.J. or Will Smith fastball, rather, and he hit a towering fly ball into uh I guess relatively deep center field, but uh, didn't matter. Adam Duvall, the former Marlin, put the squeeze on it for the final out of the ball game tonight. 5-3, to three, Atlanta wins it for Atlanta. Five runs, nine hits, no errors, nine men left on base. And for the Marlins, three runs, ten hits, no errors. They leave nine men on base. Charlie Morton improves to 3-3. Three and three. For the Atlanta Braves, Trevor Rogers falls to 2-5. and five. Will Smith collects his second save of the season, started at 642 Ended at 10:14. Total game time of three hours and 32 minutes under the roof at Lone Depot Park and in front of 9,776 at Lone Depot Park tonight. Again, taking a look at the box score for the Marlins, Trevor Rogers really struggled, but the bullpen was sensational. Five innings of shutout ball. They allowed one hit, three walks, and five strikeouts. So uh, a big tip of the cap to Lewis Head, Dylan Floro, and Stephen Okert. And offensively, three Marlins with multi-hit performances. Jesus Aguilar was two for five, had a couple of punch outs, left a couple of guys on base, but he did score a run. He's now batting 272 this season. Jorge Soler had the massive home run, his eighth of the season in the sixth inning. He was two for four at the plate with a couple of RBIs. 
And Brian Anderson has upped his season totals to 261 with another multi-hit performance here this evening. But when it's all said and done, the Atlanta Braves beat the Miami Marlins 5-3. And for the Braves, they now improve to 18-21. The Marlins fall to 17-21. And the Atlanta Braves now skip ahead of the Miami Marlins in the standings in the National League East. They have a half-game lead over the Marlins in the East this season, as it stands, I suppose, here on May 20th. Uh, Marlins fans, as a reminder, the Marlins and Auto Nation have teamed up to strike out cancer. The Marlins struck out 10 Atlanta Braves tonight. That means they raised $250 for Auto Nation's Drive Pink initiative. If you'd like to make your own donation, please visit drivepink.com. Marlins fall to the Braves, 5-3. Atlanta improves to 18-21. The Marlins fall to 17-21. Before we hear from Don Mattingly and Trevor Rogers, let's pause for a quick commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after his ball club's 5-3 loss in Game 1 to the Braves last night. Three home runs, five earned runs. What were you seeing from him tonight? Was it a little bit more of the mechanical issues that he was dealing with earlier on? I don't know. I thought they had a pretty good plan with him. They didn't chase that change up much and looked like they kind of looked him in and looked him up and, and kind of attacked that zone. And we weren't able to get to the other side. I didn't think quick enough, you know, to get away, get on the other side of the plate. And in general, probably not getting that change up over for a strike enough early where they got to at least respect it. You know, they were just looking it down and didn't really, I think Riley might have chased it first time through and somebody chased it maybe second, but not much chase on that tonight. On the other side, Morton, what was he doing, especially early, to keep hitters off balance? Charlie? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got good stuff. He's That fastball kind of cuts across. Uh, he's got a good breaking ball. He can do a couple different things with it. Uh, start mixing his changeup. I thought we did an okay job with him. Um, you know, just kind of hanging around. Um, yeah, so he was, you know, he's going to, he's, he's been, he's always tough. So he's a guy that you're not going to go out and bang around usually. I uh, thought we hit some balls good, though, so. Lewis had, had a great eye in his career. How pleased are you by what he did tonight? Yeah, that was really good for us. I think it, it you know, gives our guys a chance to get back in the game. And that's really what we end up doing. I think our club is that kind of club that you always feel like if you get a couple of runners, we're, we're capable of hitting a lot more balls in the seats now. And so anytime we get a runner on it, it feels it feels like dangerous. You know, we're down 5-1 and nothing's really going our way. And all of a sudden, you know, a guy gets on and solely pops one. And then we're, it's a different game from there forward. And then we, I think we, uh, was it the next inning that we, we get second and third with, with one out and Dale lines out, has a chance that right there ties the game up. So, I'm, I mean, it's just a different feel for us, I think, now. Um, you feel like you're always in the game. So a, a performance like lose really kind of keeps us there and gives our off, offense a chance in there to click one uh, and get back in the game. And, and that's exactly kind of what happened. And, and from then on, we were, you know, Flo gives a good inning, 
got a good inning out of uh, Ogie and just weren't able to get, get the runs across. Was that always the plan for him to, if in case you end up in this type of situation with um, Pooty filling in there for Luzardo, for him to kind of be the, the long man in this type of situation? Or? Not really a plan. I mean, each day it's it, it kind of flips around. It depends who we've been using. He's had rest. Uh, he was kind of... You know, for tonight we use Daniel uh, the day before the off day, uh, gives him an extra day, and then we have linked again tomorrow. So tonight Lewis was that guy that we knew if it the game got away early, he was a guy that was capable. You know, I mean, you, you don't know he's going to go three. It's probably the farthest he's been in a while. Uh, they're almost 60 pitches, but he's a guy that we knew we needed some kind of some sort of link from. We talked about Soler pregame with the home run. I think it's five in his last nine or ten games. Just the fact that you're getting that, and like you said, hoping that he, his timing would stay through after missing a couple games to see him on point there with that and the double afterward. Yeah, Soler's looking good. I mean, I think we're past the early in the year stuff. Um, getting out of the box or getting out of the blocks, it was, you know, you know, I don't know if he was putting pressure on himself or just didn't quite have his feel. We had a short spring training, and he had, he had an even shorter one, even though he got some hits in spring. Still wasn't a whole lot of at-bats. Uh, so he's starting to look like he's getting – he's been looking like he's kind of had his rhythm, and I think, you know, we're in a good spot with him right now. Uh, I think one for 11 runners in scoring position. You mentioned, like, the Dela Cruz hard hit ball and ran at someone. That was an instance. I think there was another just – you know, is it a bit of luck, frustration? You know, some of those aren't good contact, just not seeing the results. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you like to get them across, and you don't want to lay back on. In general, I always think about like when somebody gives me a stat like that for a game, I'm like, okay, if I can do this ten games in a row, and and get get eleven guys in scoring position every night, we're gonna be in a good spot. Sometimes you're gonna get a bunch across. Sometimes you're not gonna hardly get any. Maybe you get one or two, but. Uh, a, a lot of times, for me, better clubs that I've had, there's always a question that comes up like this in a game that we lose when we left guys out there. So uh, it's not something I concern myself with other than you obviously you want to get it done, but you also want to put your team in that. You, you want your guys to put themselves in that position. And, if, and then you're like, I want to continue to do that, have good at-bats in those spots, and, and you feel like things are going to work out. For Soler, obviously, had that monster home run, but also just right center gap too. The double, uh, you know, Aggie can't score for first. <laughs> but just well, wasn't really? That ball, I mean, even a, a decent bounce there, right? That ball hits the wall, comes right. Doovy played it perfect. Hits the wall, comes directly back to him. If we could even get a short hop of the wall where we get some height on the ball coming out, I, Aggie scores. So, I mean, that was a laser that hits the wall, comes directly back to Doovy, and he played it right. Uh, so, but, you know, as we talk about Soli uh, and really all our guys, when you can see they're good when they're starting to stay in the middle of the field. Uh, and and Soli's been there for a while. The barrel's starting to stay in the middle of the field. Uh, Abby's been better. He gets the base hit to right tonight. Uh, it's a ball good uh, later. But if that barrel stays in the middle of the field and starts keep keeps going in that direction, we're going to be in a good spot. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's just when they're going that way. Right? Yeah, it's, you know, middle. When you see a lot of rollovers to third or a lot of balls directly left or hooks down the line, I mean, you don't mind getting a hit like that every once in a while. But in general, when all your hits are over there, you're usually you got some bad days coming. Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Braves last night. Let's hear from Trevor Rogers, who really struggled. Four innings, eight hits, five runs all earned, two walks, and five strikeouts against Atlanta. 
trouble with, with today's struggles, what would you, um, where do you think those came from? Did you think it was a matter of mechanical or did the Braves just have a good plan against you? Um, I think it was just, I was missing location and they really had a good game plan. Um, I think they were all really looking in and they weren't missing. So just got to tip your cap. Um, and me missing my location didn't, didn't help at all. So didn't really just, I didn't give our team a chance, chance at all today. So th this one's on me. What's the level of frustration there after you, you were <coughs> turning it around there for a little bit? You know, it, it, it's tough, you know. Um, it's the game of baseball right there for you. Um, it's not the outcome I wanted. Um, I know I'm a lot better than that. Um, but you just got to take it as they had a good day and I didn't. So you got to tip their cap and they they had a solid game plan. I didn't execute mine. Um, and really just kind of break down what I did, what can I improve on, and uh, go at them again my next start. Trevor, if you could speak to, I guess, the challenge when Acuna is back in their lineup and, you know, he's that first batter, you know, one of the premier hitters in baseball. Yeah, I mean, he's a great hitter. He, he definitely changes the way their lineup works. Now he's back, but he can't change the way you, you approach the lineup. You, you still got to attack, and uh, I, I didn't really do that. I mean, I think I walked him first A-B, and what he can do on the base pass, it just changed a lot of things. So you really just got to keep that same mentality, even with him in the lineup or when he's out of the lineup. Uh, three home runs tonight, I think it's six on the season already. He didn't give up many long balls last year. Just you noticing anything different with balls flying flying against you so far this season? I just think now they have a, they have a game plan and they execute that game plan. And I think it's more of me just missing location. Um, I think you look at all the long balls I gave up tonight, it's just mislocation. So hitters up here are too good not to, not to do that. Trevor Rogers after the Marlins' 5-3 loss to the Braves last night. Atlanta now 18-21. The Marlins are 17-21. We'll do it again tonight at 6-10 when Kyle Wright opposes Eliezer Hernandez. We'll be on the air at 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.